1: Well, I don't know what to say except, hey there, little friend, I've got myself a friend in the end. His name is Mark McConville and he don't do taps because he dances a soft shoe with his feet that are flaps.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pistol Shrimps Radio. It's a beautiful August day. Tons of NHL hockey being played for reasons that I can't understand. Everyone's supposed to be staying home, but sure, let's go to the beach together.
1: (laughs) Well, Mark, if I haven't been busy, swamped in busyness, I've been watching 80 episodes of Robotech and probably a stop or my mom will shoot or go or my dad will get shot. I don't know. If you're listening to the show,
0: welcome. What we do, what we used to do, is do basketball play-by-play for Matt's wife's basketball team, the Pistol Shrimps. That stopped happening. We stopped doing that.
1: And then we started doing mailbag episodes where people would write in email questions for us to answer... We can't answer them as fast as they come in. So it's a Sisyphusian tra- task.
0: I was going to say, we are the podcast Sisyphuses. That's right. My name is Matt Gorley. My name is Mark McConville. And uh, how you doing, Matt? Do we need to just dive right into these 70 emails?
1: Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it's up to you. I, I'm, you know ups and downs as this thing goes but otherwise okay
0: i think it's important to say i don't read these ahead of time it's
1: important to say i don't do anything ahead of time i
0: don't screen these emails i don't check to see the content um but we're we try to just cold read them and answer them and that's how it goes
1: they're all from me
0: and they're all from april last time we did this was in march wow
1: because okay. we had almost caught up or had we not?
0: I don't think so. But we've got <laughs> we've got 70 unread emails. Let's get started. And if you want to email the show, it's Shrimps radio at gmail.com. We'll, Although please we'll, don't. We'll probably get to them eventually, but maybe not. Sometimes I'd like to. Sometimes I have a sorry, go ahead. You have just, an inbox zero mentality?
1: I do. I have a completist kind of uh, drive that if there's, a, if there's a number, like an, a list to complete, I am naturally disposed to try to complete it.
0: But can you complete a thing that is ongoing and ever-growing?
1: Well, that's like my email inbox. You can only complete it daily, right? it's, you know, it's, it's, in a finite amount of time. It's
0: digital kudzu.
1: What's f- kudzu? Are you
0: familiar with kudzu? Oh, is it's, that like it's a plant. It's a plant. It's a southern... Weed that gets everywhere. It's like, a, um, and it's foreign. I don't think it's from North America, but it's just, you, oh, you right. can't fight it. It just gets everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's like the um, MCP cone in Tron. It just keeps coming at you.
0: Yeah, it's like a zombie horde. Yeah. Matt, I know you love zombies, so let's get into it and read emails. This first email is from Joe Olmstead. The subject is mascots slash stunt shows. Matt, I think we've hit our perfect Venn diagram.
1: Oh my God. That'd be amazing.
0: Yo, my boogies. Mark, I listened to the first episode of your mascots podcast today, and I love it. The Japanese mascot game segment was incredible with Paul F. Tompkins. And I can't wait to hear more guests play the game. I'm attaching a photo of the mascot costume that I made for Halloween a few years ago. It's a mascot version of me, heavily inspired by the Muppets in design. I feel like you need one in your likeness now that you're producing mascot media. This photo, Matt, is pretty incredible. I'm going to forward it to you right now. And I'm going to read your part of the email sent. Matt, I watched the movie Tremors a few nights ago. Uh, For the first time in many years. On this viewing, something occurred to me and it immediately made me think of you. The movie feels like it was made to be adapted into a Tremors stunt show spectacular. (laughs) The practical effects, the music, and of course, the stunts. Also, Tremors is a Universal Pictures picture. I feel like they might know a few places to put on a stunt show. This awakening happened organically, but now I'm afraid I will turn every movie I watch into a stunt show spectacular in my head. Is Is that how you watch movies? I love you if guys. If i
1: doing it right.
0: This is from Joe in Bellingham, Washington. Are you kidding?
1: I'll take it one step further. We were watching The Devil Wears Prada the other night, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I could do it. I could make it happen. There's a way. You got, you know, Meryl Streep's the big bad with the Gatling gun. and yeah. Anne Hathaway's got a couple of six-shooters, and Stanley Tucci's her, you know, wise uh, kind of... Cowboy mentor, the man with no name.
0: It does seem though like the 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 office is full of that sort of uh, industrial yet modern glass. Is
1: mm-hmm. that
0: getting shattered?
1: Oh yeah, the sugar glass budget is through the roof. <laughs> Ironically, I can't think of one for
0: Tombstone. No, hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah Joe, your photo's amazing. Uh, thats yeah it really that's, is. That's tremendous. Matt, we might just get through two emails Uh-oh. because this Wises. next this next email is from Christopher and the subject is, rank the Joes.
1: <laughs> All the G.I. Joes? Hey,
0: fellas, please rank your <laughs> top five G.I. Joes and Cobras. Yo, Joe, best wishes, Christopher Uras- Urasco from Burke, Virginia. Matt, I- Do you want to just do top fives? I prepped this- last time we did this but we did not get to this email so i have my notes okay it's tough to do and i feel like i've said this before maybe on this show i want to read the menu like i i don't want to miss anything
1: well i'm confident just because i know what my favorites were when i was a kid that i could go off those yeah and by a kid i mean well into my 20s
0: and present day
1: yeah and probably next decade
0: so uh do you want to do gi joe's first or cobra's first
1: Oh, I see. We're um, top five Cobras, top five Joes.
0: That's fine with me.
1: Okay, go. You better go first because you've had some time. I gotta write a list.
0: Okay, I uh, I definitely have. I, this is in no particular order, but I think they are in my top five. I definitely have Zartan in my top five because oh,
1: stick your tongue on him. He tastes like cancer.
0: All, also, I think this it's it's uh, pertinent to mention that I am doing this from a playing with toys perspective, not a comic book or cartoon perspective, though that does factor in a little bit. Same. This is more the, the toys that I kept coming back to. Right. So Zartan for sure is in there. Uh, major blood. Yeah. Major blood had that cool black metallic arm and he didn't have a hand, but he could still hold a weapon with that thing. I always thought that was great. Definitely Baroness. Really, yeah. Baroness is on my list. Uh, I had a Viper Trooper. Does this ring a bell? Sort of a royal blue with a silver mask, and he came with a really spectacular weapon.
1: You're not confusing that with Cobra Commander because there's the Crimson Guard who were like red with silver masks?
0: That's not it. I'm going to send you one. Okay.
1: This is important. If you just tuned in...
0: you'll notice there's no basketball uh cobra viper infantry i'm gonna send you this guy right here matt and you can see what i'm talking about it's available on amazon if you want to support uh the world's richest man uh and then and then destro is on my list did i say that already i don't think so so yeah i've got zartan baroness destro viper and major blood no cobra commander no Serpentor. I'm probably missing somebody that I liked. Uh,
1: you are, and I'm gonna name him. But I love how you put Serpentor on there. Like, wow, what a classic!
0: I got Serpentor and was very excited. The toy, was, the toy was good. Because I thought
1: that was when Joe jumped the shark. Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. I just see the the, the photo. Yeah, Viper
0: int- Infantry. Yeah, I, I had just that thought guy. that was the coolest guy. He was pretty good. He might be I my top Cobra guy, and he's he has no personality. He's just a, right. He's a pawn, he's fodder. But I loved okay. that. I loved the look of that toy.
1: I think you're missing two major ones. Uh
0: huh. Blood, major okay. blood. I already said no. that.
1: No. Okay. Uh, let me let me uh, do my uh, hold on my numbers here.
0: Okay, you're Wait. doing them, You're doing them in order.
1: Yeah. Uh, I gotta go. Okay. Here are mine. I liked Major Blood. Sorry for the noise outside. I liked Major Blood, but that damn fake robotic arm didn't have a swivel grip, and yeah. I, I yeah. just can't get on board with that. <laughs> okay. I felt for multiple reasons. They're not as posable. Also felt like Hasbro trying to cut a little corners. Yeah. I don't know.
0: More like had sis.
1: <laughs> um, lost sis. Hasbro doesn't have sis <laughs> number five i'm gonna go zartan now i think more than the skin changing color thing that i like was the fact that you could put that little bearded mask on him
0: yeah but also, you
1: really would if you stuck your tongue on him it tasted like toxic chemicals
0: you just sitting around most saturday afternoons licking Joes.
1: gotta do the taste test and
0: chicken Lowe's.
1: now we're talking that's number five. Uh, number four, and I think I'm I'm fair in doing this, I'm counting Tomax and Zaymot as one.
0: Yeah, those. that's an honorable mention for me because I don't think I ever had the toy.
1: Okay. I mean, if I have to choose one, I'm definitely going Tomax. Everybody would. We all know that. Okay. Uh, number three is a, a real under-the-radar pick, Cobra Officer. You know, when they first put out the Cobras, there was like the Cobra Soldier and then Cobra Officer... But Cobra Officer kind of came with a, an AK forty seven, so I thought he was cooler, uh-huh. and I just he was just like the the best disposable Cobra guy.
0: So your Cobra your Cobra Officer is my Viper Infantry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh-huh. that's a good looking toy for sure.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, Storm Shadow friend.
0: Never, never could do it.
1: Not even that. The second Storm Shadow was super cool.
0: Uh, I was always out on Storm Shadow, and I can't tell you why. It just seemed like, why don't you just shoot him?
1: Because mm. he's only fighting Snake Eyes. Why doesn't ninja, he shoot him? ninja friend. Because Snake Eyes is the ninja code. Y-
0: you can't shoot anybody.
1: Well, you can, but. Not you him. Gotta fight fair. It's like, you know, mano a mano. Sure. Anyway, they their past is all entwined. They were in Vietnam together.
0: Of course they were. Mm hmm. On that, on that wine-tasting tour?
1: <laughs> and number one, Firefly. Okay. Let's no? You yeah. don't remember Firefly? I gotta look him up. Everybody loves Firefly.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a cobra. Sa- Saboteur. Yeah, you're right. You're right to put Firefly in there. I just never had the toy.
1: I want to say now that... Uh, The only piece of paper I had were my very detailed Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend editing notes, and I've just scribbled G.I. Joe Cobra names all over
0: it. All right, Matt, let's flip to G.I. Joe. Uh, You're going to be mad at me, I think, because I just... These were off the top of my head months ago.
1: Okay. And again... I know we're going to have one in common.
0: Yeah. So on my list, uh, I have Dusty. I always liked Dusty.
1: Oh, I like him. You're talking about the Desert Trooper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it might be one of the first GI Joe toys I ever got. Mm. I've definitely got Snow Job growing up in a winter climate. I like Snow he Job. He also too. came with so much stuff. He had so yes. much gear.
1: The backpack and skis and poles and that He had that gun that they used in the cartoon that everybody used in the cartoon, but only he and Duke had it as action figures. Right. They're like fake gun that never existed that's like a laser gun i have you guys still
0: with us i have lady j oh yeah i have bazooka oh i loved him too and i have beachhead and then your honorable mentions are shipwreck and snake eyes but that's because they come with animals right a wolf and a parrot um no upper management for me None, huh? No, no high. Well, Lady
1: J, Lady J was kind of, she kind of pulled her ink. Yeah, that's true. This is a really tough one for me. Kay. Okay. Um, uh, but that's go. why people
0: are here for Pistol Shrimps Radio only on <laughs> Pistol Shrimps Radio.
1: Uh, all right, I think I'll go. Uh, my two honorable mentions are Halo Jumper because his face looked like Bing Crosby. <laughs> Uh, and Tunnel Rat. Because at, w- at one point, like in the fifth or sixth series, there were enough G.I. Joes that were just camouflage. You could put together like a Vietnam squad. And I was big on that.
0: Okay. Number you didn't, five. You didn't have barbecue in that group?
1: Oh, yeah, Mr. Neon Pink. Why don't you wear some Neon Leon and go to a high school dance? Number five, Beachhead. We've talked about this before. I love Beachhead. In fact, he's my number three. What am I talking about?
0: (laughs) He jumped up two spots in no time flat. Yeah,
1: because I was picturing, oh, there's this other guy who's like a blue. He's like urban assault guy. Yeah, I had him too. Is that Shockwave?
0: No, I forget. We've talked about this before, and I can't remember. But I think I had him too.
1: Okay, so Halo Jumper's honorable mention because he looks like Bing Crosby. Bazooka's honorable mention because he looks like Freddie Mercury. I like Bazooka. No, he's he's number five. And then number th- four is Lady J. Mm-hmm. I liked her. I liked her whole relationship with Flint. I didn't like that stupid rubber javelin gun that made no sense that she came with.
0: Oh, uh, Matt, it was Shockwave.
1: It was, okay. Yeah,
0: SWAT specialist Shockwave right it looks like he has an uzi with a silencer
1: he does and i also the second incarnation of rock and roll who had two handheld (laughs) double gatling
0: guns (laughs) yeah yeah
1: also roadblocks honorable mention uh number three beachhead number two this is a controversial pick okay quick quick kick
0: Oh God. <laughs>
1: I knew it. But here's what I loved. I can't remember who came with this. I was big in the AK forty sevens at the time. <laughs> but one I think it was a Cobra soldier had an AK forty seven with a like collapsible stock. And I would give that to Quick Kick and he just looks so badass.
0: Okay. All right, Quentin Tarantino.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And number one, till the day I die, Lady J's betrothed, Flint. You just don't get cooler. First of all, it's hard to find a brown-haired hero. Yeah. They're always blonde or black-haired. So you got your Green Lantern and you got Flint. That's basically it. But he carried a shotgun with no stock. He's a warrant officer. He's just, you know, like, I think that's a non-commissioned officer, so he's one of the guys, you know?
0: Yeah. It just dawned on me that it really, I don't know what would happen, but it does seem like you should put Tarantino in charge of a G.I. Joe movie. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, nasty. he kind
0: of already did it, right? Inglorious like, Bastards is yeah. sort of G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, thanks for your so. email, Christopher, and for burning almost 15 minutes of the podcast.
1: <laughs> and if you want to know our six through 140s, uh, subscribe to our Patreon.
0: This next email, Matt, is from Adam Floyd. Matt, I loved you are the captain. Did you improvise anything during filming that? Do you have any recommendations for similar weird slash funny stuff? I'd suggest DreamCorp LLC. Yours truly, Tassu Leach. Well, Ah, good to hear from you, Tassu Leach.
1: Good to hear from you. I was offered a role on DreamCorp and I had to turn it down because the content was possibly at odds with that Volkswagen campaign I was doing. There was some concern by my agents that... It was a thing about like cameras and toilets or something. And I really liked that show and I was very sad about it, but I couldn't do it for that reason. little conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there was a little improvising in you are the captain mainly in the, um, uh, this is a short film that I did by, uh, the wonderful Dan Simillion and, uh, You can find it online. It's just called You're the Captain, where I play a weird motivational speaker. And my VHS moments, a lot of it was... Some of it was improvised. The writing was really good, too, by a guy
0: named Andrew. I know he has a last name. (coughs) Well,
1: you subscribe to
0: our Patreon, and I'll tell it to you. You got it. This next one's from Liam. Hey, guys. Second-time emailer, short-time listener. I wrote an incoherent email, and now I'm willing... Now I'm writing to ask what your favorite local jingles were, and does keys on Van Eyes count? Also, sure. Mark, my high school was John Marshall in LA, who was a Supreme Court judge. So our mascot was the barrister, a person in a lawyer robe and bear head. Oh that's what? great.
1: What? Did they have the little wig on?
0: A barrister. That's oh. d- that's getting into Japanese mascot territory those japanese mascots are always a combination of a thunderstorm and a kia sorrento
1: oh yeah (laughs) marty and i was watching uh uh and there's a point where phoebe waller bridge and charlotte rampling are two lawyers and they're wearing those robes and and white curly wigs that look like they've been left under a couch for a couple generations sure and it just i just dawned on me how absurd that whole thing is
0: yeah we watched the uh the who wants to be a millionaire miniseries thing. And they're they're in a modern courtroom in that stuff.
1: Yeah, and I know they still do that. But when you see like a woman in her early 30s wearing an old (sniffs) crumpled dead poodle on her head,
0: it starts to look really odd. Uh, Favorite local jingles. I mean, Keys on Van Nuys is a stone cold classic. Uh, Yeah. Pete Ellis Dodge. Long Beach
1: Freeway, Firestone Exit, South Gate.
0: I mean, you can't get better than save big money at Menards. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's simple. Keys keys, keys Keys on on Van Nuys. Yeah. That place is weird because it's no longer on Van Nuys Boulevard and they still use that music. Did you have Cal Worthington where you were? Absolutely not, and that was a real revelation for myself and my marriage because my wife was born and raised in Long Beach, where Cal Worthington. It, I mean, if you don't know about Cal Worthington, it's worth a little YouTube wormhole, rabbit yeah. hole,
1: rabbit hole, because it has that. Because you're not going to time misheard the lyric.
0: You're not going to time travel to check this stuff out. That'd be a no. That'd be a wormhole. You want to go down yeah. the rabbit hole, right? Right. Uh, but Cal Cal Worthington owned four dealerships. Is this correct? Cal Worthington Ford, sounds right. It wasn't Dodge.
1: Cal Worthington. I think it was multiple. Things. He probably I don't know. he
0: probably sold any car that people would buy.
1: Yeah, he dressed like Boss Hog, but looked like Mister Rogers. And then he and had
0: it, tigers and stuff, right? He yeah, yeah.
1: Anything could. for a gimmick. Yeah, and his song was. Go see cow. Go, go see, see cow, cow. Go see. But everybody thought. Everybody thought it was pussy cow. Pussy cow. Pussy cow. <laughs> and uh, you just didn't know what anything meant. It was purely. It was very Tim and Eric without trying to be.
0: Right. I'm uh, the only thing from the Twin Cities that I remember is just the very low budget Towsley Ford Subaru ads where i assume the man mr towsley was just going come on in and get a ford escort at towsley ford subaru there was no song uh the the modern day local jingle and commercial series that i love is rotolo chevrolet how's that go it's it's just not there's no music it's just the vibe of the guy his name is mike capizio i think or mike capizzo and he's just like Hey, if you're looking for a car, come on down to Rotolo Chevrolet. (laughs) We want you to have a good time. We're really going to sell you a car and just get along like we're old friends. We got a lot of cars that you can have, and you just got to buy them from me. So come on down. And then he does this weird little dance at the end. (laughs) Whoever put the ads together was just like, we just have to do this. So can you just... You know, you're the funny guy at the dealership. You can be in the commercials.
1: <laughs> there was. Uh, did you have Jacoby and Myers or Larry H? I'm Larry H. Parker, and Absolutely. I'll fight for
0: you. Yeah. You did. Yeah.
1: So that was national.
0: Um, I don't know that it was. My memory for that is not great, but I feel like Larry H. Parker is a national. We certainly a, had Jacoby and Myers.
1: A chain of a laws. national
0: law firm chain. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, look. Th- I hope we've answered your question, Liam.
1: I'm sure we have, and I assume this is Liam Neeson.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This next email is from David Spaulding, and the subject is "Handshake Ounce." Matt, you got any clue to what this is? F- what this uh, email is about? Just from the subject.
1: Handshake ounce.
0: I'll start reading. Hey guys, it's David again, the Clapton guy. Clapton, Handshake Ounce. You okay, Matt? Why is... Clap? Clap? Yeah, why is handshake... The opposite of clap? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I mentioned in the last email Clapton did a song on the Back to the Future soundtrack. It's called Heaven is One Step Away, and it's a definite candidate for the later Lesser Lamer Hall of Fame. It's got a reggae beat, and it has what I can only describe as a doorbell solo. (laughs) there's a link it's called uh heaven is one step away there's a youtube link uh you look that up while i keep reading maybe mark cone can hitch a ride from the guy who's driving home for christmas (laughs) so he doesn't have to keep walking everywhere also while you were thinking of walking songs you forgot the greatest one walk of life david
1: oh right
0: yeah I hate this already. So do I.
1: Well, I'm not a huge reggae fan as it stands.
0: Yes. Oh, Oh, yeah. I've heard this before because I've seen one of these movies. Back to the Future. Yeah.
1: Where's the doorbell solo?
0: That's it. It's got to be it. It's It's sort of like synthesized steel drums, it sounds like to me.
1: But I think they were like, doorbells are close enough. I'm coming over.
0: (laughs) I think that song is when uh, Marty gets back from 1955 and his girlfriend's waiting for him in the driveway so they can take the truck up to the lake to get to
1: business. Really? It's not one they would just bury in the soundtrack and not use in the movie? It's
0: definitely in the movie.
1: Is it? Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm fairly certain that that's when that's playing. Hmm. All right. Look, Jenny Nelson, we this is from April, but we reunited Kyle and Jenny on the show. Oh, oh wow. She just, she got behind. She heard the episode yesterday, which would be April 4th, 2020. Uh, she heard Kyle's name. She almost dropped her phone. I did a little emailing to them and put them, got them in contact. So that's very nice. The Jenny Nelson nice. story comes to a conclusion.
1: Wow, April 4th? That's pre-COVID, but two months
0: in. No, that's that's during COVID.
1: I know, but I'm just pretending. <laughs> that's how long we've been in COVID.
0: All right. Sam Casper writes in with an email, and the subject is, Old Cornwater and Git Fiddles. Dear Gat Morley and McCark Monville, Hail and well met, my boogs. Matt, I'm the weird Russian history kid who bombarded you with James Bond-related jackassery a few parsecs back. I've been holding on to this thematically appropriate Chloris Leachman for a while, and now seems as good a time as any to unleash it upon the world. Me and Ian Fleming tippling vespers down at MI6. Nice. Yeah. Looking back on the Pistol Shrimps radio catalog, some of my favorite episodes are the ones in which you gener- you or generous listeners smuggled flasks into the games for a few swigs of scofflaw, scofflaw hooch. The resulting even looser than normal energy and Matt's loopy amusement at his own wordplay are infectious. You two... Already opined on cocktails and Starbucks refreshers among other libations, but now that Americans are apparently punishing the hard stuff at record rates, inquiring minds want to know: What are your preferred whiskeys? Are you pre- are you partial to Scotch, Irish, bourbon, or rye? Do you prefer a certain type of dram after a long night of howling down Easter Alexa into the abyss? <laughs> Matt, you got a you got a whiskey that you like?
1: Well, you know, Mark. You're a real whiskey guy. I never was a whiskey guy, and I was kind of a gin guy. And then along comes COVID, and I have since turned into a whiskey guy. Bourbon, to be exact. Although I was a scotch guy a while back until I drank my favorite scotch for the first drunk history and got so sick I can't even smell it again for fear I'm going to puke on mine and your shoes. That's right. Even if you're not wearing them. (laughs) And and so now I've just been having uh, a bullet bourbon occasionally
0: sure yeah that's a good one our uh our trip to japan got us into some japanese whiskey troubles because you can't really get it here and there's some really good stuff but oh, yeah, as far some of that. as far as like a, a a good american whiskey i like i'm blanking on the name i can see the bottle it's
1: jack daniels
0: yeah that's it jim beam uh no it's campfire it's like a smoky bourbon Mm. But I'm trying... It's High West. That's what it is. High oh. West Campfire. High West makes really good bourbon. I like that. You
1: take it on the rocks?
0: I'll do a little rock, yeah.
1: Me too. I like a little rocks. I like the. I like when they meet together about 20 minutes in.
0: That's right. I like... A, I like. I, I, we started making penicillins at home. Do you know the pen, penicillin cocktail? Honey? Oh, I, I thought
1: honey. you were just really making penicillin.
0: Well, I've been doing that too. But I've been okay. making... The cocktail, which has got honey, lemon, ginger, it's delicious. Mm, but you need uh, a you need a you need a Lafroig on it, Matt. And I know that oh, that's. Uh, really, but yeah. there's a good there's a good sort of, PD Scotch called Banknote. It's a blended Scotch. That's really good.
1: Mm. Now Lafroig has this. They're on the uh, Isle Islands there in Scotland, I believe, and you can. They'll give you a one foot by one foot plot of land in their peat bog if you register. And if you go and visit, you can visit your one foot by one foot piece of land and have a, a dram of their scotch. So next time I go back to Scotland in 20, 40, 000, <laughs> I would like to try to do that.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. There's more questions from Sam. On a previous mailbag, Matt mentioned that mahogany is the wood that best captures his personality, which got me with which got me thinking about tone woods and guitar construction. Our patrons Saints Clapton and Knopfler have long been associated with the Strat, but what about you two pickers? If you could choose any one guitar, electric or acoustic, as your signature instrument, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, boy, I feel like I have a quick kick pick, and that is I like of all, because I have a couple of nicer guitars, but the one I always play is my nylon string Yamaha and I think I bought it for like it's between two and four hundred dollars and I've had it for over 20 years I write all songs on that thing and it's it's like my voice it just doesn't cut through it's real milky (laughs) and (laughs) mid-rangey and somewhere in the background going hi could I get a little attention
0: it's like it's like your trigger
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Willie Nelson's guitar. It's in better shape, although it does have a big gash from when I was hanging it up. I accidentally dropped my drill gun on it when it was on the ground.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. I really mean this in all sincerity when I say it. Smooth move, Xlax. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not, I can't not, not play Telecasters. Anytime I'm at a guitar store, I go to a Telecaster. And I have You've a couple- you got me
1: sold, buddy. I borrowed your Telecaster a couple weeks ago, and I am sold.
0: Yeah, I really, I, ha- I had a Les Paul that I had sold. I traded it in for a hollow body Gibson guitar, and I play that, and it sounds Mark good. Peter. Less Paul, more Peter. Less Paul. Uh, I have an E 335 and it's a little cool. bit of Mary. Uh, but yeah, I think I always just gravitate towards Telecasters, and I can't explain it. I don't Mark have a strap. Has this
1: he has a Telecaster that's called a B Bender, and it's got this mechanism in it where this the guitar strap in the front, if you it hooks onto a, like a little lever that will bend his B string if you push down on the guitar. So Mark will be playing and he can do like a pedal steel bend in the middle of a lick and it's amazing.
0: If you've listened to the uh, Bonanza, Bonanas for Bonanza show, you can hear that little that's a that's a little B-bender bend. Yeah, yeah. B-bender bend. Um, yeah, I like a B-bender. I don't know. I, I feel like I have found... That guitar to be, that's probably my number one electric guitar. I don't know how much
1: does something like that run.
0: I think you know I, what I'm saying. I think I got it. It's a scratch and dent from Guitar Center. Most of the things I buy, I bought a my first pedal steel from Guitar Center, and they practically drove it to my house. They wanted same with it out my there.
1: koresh Special. They wanted that David koresh guitar I have.
0: They out wanted it the out of the store, yeah. right? Yeah. So the yeah. the the B bender, I bought it at Guitar Center in Hollywood, and I don't think it was a thousand dollars because it has a big gouge out of the finish. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it was clamped and then it fell out of the clamp and the finish came off. Whoa. But I don't ever, mind that because I'm gonna play you, it.
1: You ever see any more of those? You let me know.
0: Yeah, they're on reverb for like fifteen hundred, maybe Ugh. a little more than that. Yeah. Cause they stopped making it. <gasps> yeah but they'll they'll do it again, I'm sure. Really? Yeah, cuz they'll hear this and they'll have to do it.
1: <laughs> i Bender Steve. The uh upender, go sorry.
0: We're going to go to Mike Grenier. One guy sent a cartoon compilation link and that's it. So Jared No explanation? We'll watch it later. I'm not we're yeah. not going to do that now. Thanks um him, Jared. Boogies. This is from Mike Grenier. April 6, 2020. I've been thoroughly enjoying the continuing episodes and have been searching for a single reason I could use to write in and help the mailbag continue to sap your time and resources. Inspiration finally hit in the 4220. We did one on April 2nd, 2, 2020. when Mark mentioned he's been playing quarantine cribbage to kill his boredom. Cribbage! Hearing someone else say they play, let alone know how to play is like hearing about people that play bridge and aren't in their 80s. My nana taught me when I was a child and she was ruthless a wonderful woman, but ruthless. I, in turn, have taught my wife, Jen, also shout out to my daughter, Maddie, who I have nicknamed Boog. Oh, that's nice. These ruthless tactics. Anyway, my Nana taught me fun rhymes and sayings in cribbage that I also make sure to pass on, i.e. 15-2, 15-4, and the rest don't score. Or if you land in the very last peg hole and your opponent wins, you're stuck in the stink hole. I insist that people play... The people I play make mention of these or else the game doesn't count. My question is whether you know these phrases or have any of your own that you use. Love your voices and insanities. Never stop. Oh, it's Mike Griner pronounced like Rob Reiner. So it's probably Mob Griner. Uh, We do... My brother would often do this one. 15-2, 15-4. He does a little sing-songy thing. Um, my grandpa taught me how to play cribbage And he used to call You get skunked hmm. Essentially if you win by 30 or more You skunk your opponent But okay. my my uh, grandfather called that a tin hat Why? I don't know I guess maybe it's Is that a military? Like a helmet? I asked him why And he's just like That's just what it's called It's called a tin hat I only know that
1: band Tin hat trio
0: Hmm. Right, uh, you can't score nineteen in cribbage. There's just no combination of cards that scores nineteen. So if you get a zero, my family calls that a nineteen.
1: Mark, I I can get a nineteen. In
0: cribbage. <laughs> and then an apartment house. That's another. That's other code for night for zero. But I don't oh. make anybody use those terms.
1: Tin hat dated slang a steel helmet worn by soldiers and military personnel during combat or in war zones we learned the hard way during the war to wear your tin hat no matter what time of day or night it was
0: i believe my my grandfather i'm just gonna put this on him he probably had some disdain for the military and how you just probably pretty, pretty much got shipped somewhere to die oh, so tin hats t- are people
1: a, who believe ridiculous
0: stories i think also like a tin foil hat oh i like that yeah, Mike, we played Cribbage almost every day since May, since March 14th and you're still going? or whatever. Yeah, the board is just out on our table, and we play. If we don't have anything going on, we play pretty much every morning. That's nice. That's it's, nice. It's, my wife got really good. Really? It is a game where you... I don't know how many other games are like this, Matt, where you play... It's not really a skill thing at a certain point.
1: Yeah. Because right. you both get to the point where you realize all the moves to make and everything.
0: Yeah, there's just... The cards tell you what to do. There's not a lot of... There's some chance, but not much. Anyway, Cribbage, it's great. <laughs> Matt, this is from Jill Belial, Princess Bride. Hi, friends. Let's talk about Mark Knopfler and his major contribution to pop culture with the Princess Bride soundtrack. So good! My love is like a storybook story. So happy to be a part of this amazing Pistol Shrimp slash Super Ego family. That's from Jill. I think that soundtrack is just just real good. I do,
1: too. Are you kidding? It's so good. Oh, there's a whole album of his called Screenplaying that takes his best work from, because he did the soundtrack to Local Hero, I think, like, Last Exit to Brooklyn or something. And
0: uh, Street Fighter.
1: Cal. Yeah. Yeah. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Trolls two,
0: trolls one,
1: trolls zero.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, what more can you say? It's great. Mm-hmm. All right, are you ready for a good time?
1: Are you ready for, for a summer?
0: Oh, you went one way, I went another. Danny Stearns, I just wanted to say thank you both for what you do, Pistol Shrimps in particular. I have an anxiety dis- disorder that, in the best of times, is almost crippling. Needless Aww. to say, these past few weeks have been incredibly hard. Going through the back catalog again and listening to the mailbag episodes has helped ground me, and the show has played a part in me still being here, frankly. Well, Danny, I'm that's nice to hear, and I hope you're doing well. Oh,
1: seriously. Uh, I-, I share a bit of that anxiety. I, I don't know how bad it is relative to yours, but I sure wish you well. And I really appreciate that because sometimes I will retreat to a podcast to get me through and hang out with my one-way friends. And, And lately it's been the Trey Bond podcast, these three Australian knuckleheads from down under who I just want to be friends with. And so anything to take your mind away. And if we've done that, that's, um, that's so nice to hear. I hope you do okay. And just, take your breath and question whether anything's real and tell the world
0: to go fuck off in its face same for me i mean i'm i basically the same thing from we're reading from the same script i looked that up on wikipedia (laughs) we hope you're doing well danny we love you too let's go to alex star wars quarantine is the uh subject here place
1: to be star wars quarantine's the life for me (laughs)
0: Is there a way for Pistol Shrimp's listeners to band together to send 317 rolls of toilet paper to fellow listener Daniel Christensen? Because his question from the last mailbag that led to Kubich talking into the void, trying to troubleshoot a Zoomich connection while Kubich McConville <laughs> intermittently chimed in, was one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever heard. Well, that was fun. I do remember this. that. You don't remember that?
1: No. <laughs>
0: I started doing Kubich and we lost the connection. And so you kept oh, recording yes. on your end, and I kept recording on my end.
1: Were and- we both Kubitching? Yes. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> Daniel wanted to know what my Kubitch sounded like, and we shut down the internet connection. So hmm. uh, my question is this. What Star Wars character would you most like to be quarantined with? What character would you least like to be quarantined with? Huh. Let's. I'll read his, and then you can think about it. This will buy you some time. My choice for most would be Dexter Jetster. What? Hear me out. That that guy could whip up a real good cup of Jawa juice and jiff and regale you with Tales of Them cloners. True. Okay? True. My least favorite would be star pilot Rick Ollie. He can only speak in expo- expository platitudes, and I think it would drive me up a wall in about 20 minutes. Fa- You're pretty quick for a kid. Fay the Morse be with you, Alex. Hmm. All right. Uh, Who would you want to be? I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one.
1: I, I mean, Han Solo is my favorite character, but I don't know if he's the guy you want to be quarantined with, you know? I mean, it might be Leia.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking R2 because he's got that projector, and maybe you can hook him up to your Netflix and just start watching Grand Designs Season right. 15. Where a guy yeah, tries may- to fix up a goddamn castle to live in or some shit.
1: Yeah, maybe he's also wearing his shoulder tray and fixing your cocktails.
0: Yeah, he could certainly light up whatever you're smoking.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. Um, Poe would probably be fun. Who's that bounty hunter that Carrie Russell plays? She'd be kind of nice. Um, uh, I, I, Yeah, I guess I might go R2 as well. Or Chewy. Oh, Chewy.
0: Oh, I don't know about Chewy.
1: What? It's like having your own, a dog
0: and a can, human.
1: Yeah, but it's not like you got to have a bunch of conversations.
0: I'd probably, you know what? Scratch what I said. Hucks. Who's your least favorite, Matt?
1: <laughs> well, least favorite or like least you'd I, want
0: to be quarantined
1: with? Yeah, I mean, I guess the
0: Rancor. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say Jabba the Hutt. But at least you could get away from Jabba the Hutt. No, you the not rain. in my house. I
1: mean, like the ra- you'd rather be quarantined with the rancor. He's gonna try to
0: eat you. Oh yeah, that's true. Then never mind. Yeah, the r- yeah yeah yeah. You yeah, is he? I guess he is a character. Mm-hmm. All right, I hope that answers your question, Alex. Let's go to Andrew D'Angelo, Risk Tigo, longtime caller, first time listener. I was a little late to the shrimp party, but much like everybody else in Shrimp Nation, you guys helped me through some tuff, tough times. I truly mean it when I say thank you for doing what you do. I discovered you guys through Matt being on Conan's podcast and quickly tore through Superego and shrimps. I feel a kinship with you guys as up until this podcast, I really did not know anyone else who spent long hours on Wikipedia learning about the Endor Holocaust or that Coruscant had a diameter of 12,240 kilometers. <laughs>
1: This is nice to hear that this person comes through Conan because I think of those people, those listeners, as not these type of listeners. So well, you got nice to think it's it. going to
0: start. The overlap is going to start, right?
1: I think most people that would try one of these things out will go, no, no, no.
0: no. thank you. Yeah.
1: But uh, So I salute you, sir.
0: The main reason for Andrew's email is this. I know Matt is a big fan of Stratego, and since we're all living under lockdown right now, we have more time to do the things we wouldn't otherwise be able to we wouldn't otherwise be able to do growing up my friends and i loved playing risk and stratego we decided however that a roll of the dice during a battle in risk did not accurately portray our battlefield acumens oh i so like where this is going you we de- play
1: a game of stratego for every risk battle
0: we devised a game that we actually uh. never got around to playing in which every battle that is <laughs> yeah, waged in the risk game <laughs> is then bought fought out in a sing in a side game of stratego and with that risk Risk Tigo was born. It sounds like an infectious skin rash, but I assure you that this is what our country needs right now. Just wanted to send that idea in case you guys need something to fill about 48 straight hours with one continuous board game. Go screw Andrew in Boston.
1: I love it. In fact, I take it one step further, and whenever an individual soldier is going to face off in Stratego, you play a game of war.
0: (laughs) I played, oh, what's it called? Twilight? It's something, oh, Twilight, no, that's not what it's called. There's a mega risk game that you can play Mm. that I played with our friend Jordan Katz one time, and it took six hours, but Mm. it's essentially really detailed risk. Yeah. Twilight Dawn, that's not what it's called. That's a Sesame Street character. No, that's Prairie Uh, Dawn.
1: I think you're thinking of the movie Twilight, A New Dawn.
0: I think it's called Twilight Struggle. Okay. And then I have a risk game that I've never played because I just don't have uh, friends. But it's a risk game that you need four people and you alter the board as you play. What do you mean? You, You you write on the board. You tear parts off. Wow. It's uh yeah yeah Twilight Struggle is the game that you should look up. It's bonkers. It's crazy. It's a Cold War game and it's really, really oh, complicated. Well,
1: you just sold me. <clears throat> All right. Let me look it up. It's a Cold War game.
0: Yeah, Twilight Struggle is what it's called. It's very but you complicated. Have
1: to, you have to have four people. No, no, no.
0: I'll look up the other one. But look up uh yeah, look up Twilight Struggle. Oh,
1: look at this. I've been reading nothing but boring ass Cold War spy fiction. Lately, it's been so
0: great. Well, Um, you'd probably dig this Twilight Struggle game.
1: Yeah, I bet I would. Two players. How could I ever get Amanda to play this? You couldn't. No. Like, I'll have to, um, I don't know. I would have to, like, blackmail her or something.
0: Risk Legacy, you you can draw on the board. You can, I guess, you tear up cards once they're used. Mm. It is sort of like a a game that you alter and destroy as you go. Okay. So there, those are All some right. more games that sound like risk Tigo. I don't think I could play risk and Stratego every battle. That sounds like,
1: well, it sounds like a week long game where yeah. you're just like, you want to time in tonight. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matthew beard writes in, Hey guys, the following is a real piece of scripture, Kings 2.23, that I swear you guys could have improvised on the show. It gave me a good laugh imagining you reading it, so I figured I would send it in for your enjoyment. I know this one. Then he went up from there to Bethel, and as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said to him, Go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head. (laughs) So he turned around and looked at them and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female bears came out of the woods and mauled forty-two of the youths. What?! And that bald head was Dr. Mindbender from
1: Cobra La 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 and the Shangri-Las, who then got sued by George Harrison, who
0: said, I want some karma back. And then a beast woman came down with her brand new hog, hoddle of chowder that she had been working on for a week and offered up free samples in Dixie Cups, which you cannot say anymore because of the Civil War. Then a little child who
1: was selling sewin' thimbles made out of ossified eyelids of the river dick gave himself a sister kiss and decided to make good with the lord by shaking hands with the cloven-hoofed devil. And he decided, should I shake hands like a proper man or do the Vulcan split your fingers down the middle and twist them in the cloven hoof and give yourself
0: a live-long and prosp? While all this chattering was happening... The village fell silent, for the beef warden had returned from his three-day weekend. He was full of speedboat dreams and hummus <laughs> feelings.
1: <laughs> and he made himself a comb out of the bones of a little larynx child and decided, hey, I can part my teeth the same as my hair, and gave himself a, 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 one of those barbershop smiles.
0: And so they celebrated with giant cakes and cayent jakes. Oh my god. That's what it's about right there. Okay. Uh, That's good.
1: Do you know what that does to me? Who what? What's there's like a superhero when they use their power it makes them tired, but it's still the right thing to do.
0: Wait, what?
1: Isn't there some superhero when they use their power they do Oh no, it's like it's like Rey in the in Rise of Skywalker, when she heals someone, it's giving away a bit of her life force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got to do it. It's important.
0: That's okay. Yeah, I see what you're going for.
1: I mean, it's a, it's a public service.
0: <laughs> All right. I think you're really going to like this email, Matt. This is from Aaron Barnhart, and the subject is the first annual Left Deppard Torn Tank Top Awards. What hey Mark and Matt, thank you so much for the many years of spooneristic frivolity. I've been a longtime time super ego and shrimps fan. I'm so grateful for you both for your hours of uh, hours and hours of crafty entertainment. Y'all are gifts to humanity. Well thank you, Aaron. Thank you. As a fellow left depperd diehard, that's deaf leopard if you don't spoonerize. And Dard if you do. I'd like to introduce the first and possibly only annual awards ceremony to recognize their greatest hits.
1: The- Dard!
0: The Torn Take Top Awards go to. Uh, Why don't you guess what these are, Matt? The category is is Best Song to Lean Against a Wall While Looking Pensively in the Middle Distance While It Rains Against a Window. Love Bites. Sorry, the award goes to bringing on the Heartbreak.
1: Bringing on the
2: Heartbreak. Let's go to the next
0: one. Best Song to Listen to in a Trans Am With One of Those Big Birds Painted on the Hood. I guess big birds. I read it like the Muppet, but
1: yeah, like Smokey and the Bandits, Firebird.
0: Yeah. So uh, what? What's the best Def Leppard song for that?
1: I would say, "Pour Some Sugar on Me."
0: Well, the the award goes to "Rock of Ages."
1: Okay. Yeah, I think this is solid.
0: Best song to speed to in a suburban neighborhood. Now that all the original Def Leppard fans are middle aged.
1: Well, see, now I feel like that would be Rock of Ages, especially with that Hunter Kleben Glantengloben. Sorry. Get
0: inside I'm... and start disrobing. <laughs> the award goes to Armageddon It. And
2: Are that, you getting I mean, it? Really yes, getting it?
1: it? I mean, I, yeah, I, I think this guy's got a point every time.
0: I think it's a lady, Aaron, Erin, E-R-I-N. Oh. Oh, I thought it was A-A-R-I. Well, I'm reading them. You're not. That's not fair to you, right? The best song in which to howl very loudly, frightening your pets and neighbors. Photograph? Animal is the answer there. Mm. Best song to request from the DJ at a formal wedding reception.
1: Well, that's pour some sugar on
0: me. You got that one right. God damn it. Yeah. That's Best song to sing at karaoke in a way that you think is sexy, but is mostly awkward for everyone involved love bites that's right you got that one too best song for urban and rural farmers who have access to actual cowbells oh uh
1: is it pyromania what has the cowbells it's it's pre-hysteria right well matt have it's you, off
0: i yeah. i could tell you but i do want to point this out have, you've been to maui right yeah. There's a little restaurant that I like in Maui and across the street from it is a restaurant called Fulin Lin Chinese Food. And uh, every time f- I go
1: Every time I go I got to sing Fulin! Is the restaurant you're talking about Monkey Pod?
0: No, it is not. I'm totally blanking on the name of this place.
1: Oh, you're not you're not talking about um Mick Fleetwood's Pink Tuna Habitat or whatever it is.
0: I'm not talking about that either. Uh, at last uh, last and not least, what's this, a tie? Sharing the award for best goddamn overall Def Leppard song. Matt, hit it. What do you think it is? Uh, photograph. Yeah, and then there's a second one. It's a tie. Okay, hold on.
1: I will agree that even though I probably listen to Hysteria more, Photograph probably is the best Def Leppard song. The other best... Uh. Foolin' rock of ages well let me think of what hasn't been said die hard the hunter did you uh, say photograph yeah
0: yeah it's photograph oh but
1: didn't you say it was oh, a tie? wait
0: and then it's hysteria yeah hysteria when you near the place but i ha- think i think photograph takes that. photographs dynamite the the place is called mala ocean tavern go to okay. go there if you're in hawaii if you're quarantining yeah. in hawaii good for you
1: mm-hmm. well done
0: when I was 9 years old I sang in my church choir frequently getting rides home uh, from practice from an adult family friend. One night this friend told my mother that she was so moved by the fact that I a young child had named Rock of Ages as my favorite song. My poor mother had to then sheepishly admit to this pious woman that her 9-year-old did not in fact mean the sacred <laughs> hymn but rather the deaf leopard hit. <laughs> Thanks again, my boogies. Stay, take care. Stay well. Gunter Gleben, Glauben, Globen. Aaron. But my and other favorite Gordon.
1: hymn is Pour Some Sugar on Me from Ecclesiastes Pemedy Temp. <laughs> and the little saccharine boy, who was a sous chef and pastry wizard, came down from double chocolate's bakery dozen and made himself a pour some sugar on me which he did make a sugar shower with a little bit of sieve and a lot a bit of sweet and gave himself a
0: sticky sleep and so it was that the phil collins elders had come down tearing the sleeves off their garments and putting their headstocks on in reverse so as to do dive bombs for the others
1: And lo, he will be well into his 60s, still shirtless and working out in an uncomfortable way, so as to expose his rank homophobia and ultra conservatism.
0: Not to mention his haircut, which resembles the assistant manager of a local bank.
1: (laughs) And yea, shall that be levied and balanced by adding an American to the group with the most British name for a man, Vivian.
0: And so it was. This concludes these free throw scriptures, Deaf Leopard edition.
1: Only to say that a healing man named Jesus the Second came down from the dusty hills to give the deaf leopard a bit of a god smack, and lo, the leopard heard again. And what he heard was sweet, for it was the dulcet tones of love biting. And if you have love in your sights, watch out—love bites.
0: This, uh, we're about an hour in here, Matt. We think you got to wrap it up.
1: I think it's time, but we'll, you know, we'll get back to this in a few solid more months and maybe sooner. Who knows? I'm going to send you,
0: I'm going to forward you one more of these and this'll be our last one. What do you think? I love it. This one seems good. This is from Russell Whitney. Hey guys, I wrote an email that asked for names for My then unborn son that wouldn't doom him to life as a weird mall kid. I appreciate your answers, as we narrowly avoided naming him Sam Goody. So that <laughs> is a picture of little, little James.
1: Oh man, we got wow. a little
0: picture of this this little this little nugget. Look at this kid.
1: I mean, he looks like a Sam Goody to me.
0: He sure does, Russell. God bless you. Uh, you know, maybe in this lockdown, quarantine, whatever you're calling it, you get a little additional paternal time. You know what I'm saying? A little paternal yeah. leave.
1: Yeah. Wow. Congratulations on that. That is lovely.
0: That's a miniature boogie right there.
1: Mini bug.
0: Mini bug. Yeah. Yeah. Boogie booger. Just a little mini booger. <laughs> Matt, you got any stuff you're working on you want to tell the people about?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, we just wrapped up a season of Bananas for Bonanza that we're smack dab in the middle of uh, Super Ego Season 6 coming out for free. So get that anywhere you get podcasts.
0: I I did a hike with the dog yesterday and I listened to our live episode back from November of 2018. Yeah. Oh, buddy, I miss it. I miss being out there and it just, it's fun to listen to it because I don't remember any, I don't remember much of it.
1: I don't either. And I edited that whole thing.
0: And it it can't, my my family from the East Coast came to see that show. Mm. Cause there's a couple of, Paul makes a joke about a Governor Cuomo not being in his seats. And they had saved some seats for my family, but they just sat in the back. Uh. Um, So I was like, oh, that's right. That happened. And then, yeah, it's just, it was so fun to listen to. And I just remembered it so fondly. And then I'm so sad that we can't do it now. We were supposed to be in Detroit right now. Oh, that's right. We were going to be
1: on a little mini tour.
0: And we had to shut all that shit down. Yeah, for this hoax. (laughs) I do think that at some point, uh, Johnny Appleseed, what's that guy's name? Johnny Knoxville is going to pop out of a frying pan and be like, it's a surprise.
1: Ashton Kutcher, Johnny Knoxville, Alan Funt, and Dick Clark, and Ed McMahon and America's Funniest Host videos are all going to pop out of a cake.
0: And then all of those guys are simultaneously going to get kicked in the nuts, and they're going to cut to Tom Bergeron.
1: Who announces that they've all got coronavirus. <laughs> and then a little Sergio Aragonis cartoon comes in from the margins and sweeps them away.
0: Well, look, you could get all these new Super Ego episodes now. There's three of them out now. There's three of them coming out in the three next out, couple weeks
1: coming you've got some mascots going still huh? i
0: sure do i talked to the i think craig kakowski's coming nice. soon i talked to a real life mascot i did not realize how much of a mascot this person was <laughs> It that <laughs> one is really mean? fun what do you mean uh, just that uh the, like uh, how he,
1: can someone be partial mascot i feel like if you're a mascot you're full mascot
0: no his his name's mike elder and he i met him doing improv stuff here in la but he was the uh mascot for the university of minnesota for three years oh wow and then he trained the mascots there for three years whoa and he's super super uh just involved in the minnesota area mascot community though he lives here now
1: is it like a sith master and apprentice situation
0: mike the elder Uh, yeah and then bit. Mike Mike the lesser. Mike the younger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's coming out. <clears throat> coming out, excuse me. My wife picked uh the National Hockey League champion of this season based on mascot alone. Mm. I think and we're gonna she won? Well, we'll find out. Oh what's what going she pick? on now. She picked Gritty, who I think is the right oh, yeah. pick. I just don't think I yeah. think Gritty is untouchable as a mascot.
1: I agree. And but I that episode's about out. It.
0: Yeah. All right, so yeah, we're doing you, stuff from our homes, trying to stay I, safe out there. I miss you. I miss you too. One day we'll head to Mick Fleetwood's place and just sing some Eric Clapton on the karaoke machine.
1: We'll order a tuna melt and you find that it's that raw pink tuna with cold cheese on it. And then you'll realize you shouldn't have done what you did.
0: I had a real disappointing cocktail at that place that I had to wait almost two hours for.
1: Yeah, there's something about that whole place that it's worth going to once for the story, but don't do it a second time.
0: Yeah. Thunder only happens when it's raining. You know what I mean? I do, man. I do.
1: (coughs) But it's also not true.
0: (laughs) It's really not true. It really isn't. No. Well, that seems like the best ending of any podcast that's ever happened.
1: Honor the lull.
0: Who says that
1: i do <laughs> <laughs> anytime a conversation dies i say honor the lull
0: see you later <laughs> well i hope all of you out there are honoring the lull for pistol shrimps radio this is Karamdan Talabach.
1: and my name is Arustos. And begarinten uhiše, arintu visa neke kolo, i uha, and ele sepa parchniri The and.